Well, here we are. Only this time, I am not alone. I've got a guest and I cannot wait for you to meet them. Let's get started. Hey everybody, I am so excited that you are here for another casual conversation of the Market Your Biz Better podcast. Today, my guest is the one and only Carrie Garvis. Hey, Carrie. Hello. Hello. I'm actually giving you applause because I feel like <laughs> to know you a little better, they're going to understand this, but you are someone who performs. And so I'm giving you a little applause and we'll get into that in a minute. So Carrie, we have known each other. I think we decided like more than four years, probably mm-hmm. more than six. We're not quite sure. And we met in a non-traditional way. And it's funny because we live in the same town. We um, are past crossed in a place, funny I use the word crossed, are past crossed in a place that um, was not the usual place for me to find someone to connect with when it comes to business. But I am so glad that you are in my life and you are a part of my world. And I am even more excited to have you as a guest today on the Market Your Biz Better podcast. Thank you for being here. You are so welcome. That was lovely and warm. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, we got to make you comfortable. So Carrie, for those of you guys who don't know her, she is the co-founder and president at Ovation Communication. And what I love about Carrie and her company is that they specialize in something that I have never seen before in the corporate and business world when it comes to training. And I'm gonna let Carrie really tell us more about herself and about Ovation Communication so that you can get a clear understanding and picture of who she is and her business and who they serve. So Carrie, to you. Thank you. The big thing we like to share with people right away is that we help business professionals master the art of human interaction. And most of the time that kind of makes people's eyes open a little wider and some light bulbs start going off and they like to ask questions, which is immediately what I want to do is get in a conversation versus spewing out a pitch. Yep. That being said, my pitch is we specialize, we're a corporate training firm and we specialize in professional presence storytelling and emotional intelligence. And there's lots of things underneath those three major umbrellas. So we've got this rich depth of curricula and stuff we can do to help get businesses talking to each other better, talking to their clients better, telling their stories in a more engaging manner, and just working more proficiently. That's what upping your emotional intelligence or EI is about is Mm -hmm upping the game in terms of productivity, ultimately towards profitability. So that those are the three things that we do. And the reason Deb was giving me applause other than that the name of my company is Ovation Communication, like a standing Mm -hmm. ovation, is that all the facilitators like myself are professional actors. That is our Mm -hmm. background. And in my opinion, actors make the best soft skills trainers because we are all about self-study and self-awareness, and that's what all our major skills begin with. You have to be able to be aware of what you're doing and what your face and your body are doing and how you sound and how you look in order to communicate well with others. And 
actors can rock out. If they can rock out eight shows a week on Broadway, they can certainly rock out many, many hours in a corporate environment in an engaging and energized way. Yeah. So it's funny because you were saying some words just now in describing what sets you apart from other corporate training organizations. And I've actually seen you in action um, on the stage, but also speaking to um, women's networking groups, as well as you were a, one of my guest speakers at a local event that I had. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more powerful than watching you be the, the light. Um, and I mean that in the kindest of ways that you actually bring the light to the forefront of business owners' minds of how important it is, little things like where your hands are when you're speaking to people, what your posture is like, what your tone of your voice, um, the effect that it has on your audience. And yes, I talk all the time to my audience about how important it is to tell their story. You actually make it even bigger. And so I just wrote down big scale storytelling skills. I feel like that's one of the big components that your business offers. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to go into a company and do a training where people maybe don't have the confidence to tell their story or maybe don't even know what their story is? Can you just, without giving all of your, your secret recipe away, share a little bit about what that's like to be working with companies and teaching them this craft? Ultimately, it's fun. I mean, that's a goal of ours is to, we will get you there. We will get your company there. I don't care how serious you are or how technical or data heavy it is. We'll get mm -hmm. you there in a fun way. That right. is storytelling is fun. Inherently actors are storytellers. And so what we're imparting upon our participants, anybody who I don't know, comes to see me give a keynote or comes to one of our many workshops facilitated by all these fabulous people who work for Ovation, is that you're going to learn why you want to tell stories. And yeah. a lot of it is because it's going to be more memorable and connects emotionally. And we, we talk about some of the brain science behind that. But also how to, how to tell a story. What are the components my story needs? And then, okay, great. I know why I should tell stories, how to uh oh now i'm panicking what story do i tell right. and the thing is there's a gazillion stories we can tell we can tell a historical story right the history of your your company or the product or your process what it you know whatever it is you've got going on you can also our favorite and what we really recommend is let us share a personal story that ties back to one of the key components of what you're trying to get across Right, right. So the core mission or the creed of the company, there's a reason for it. So how did they get there? What's the story that got them there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that's, that's, that's just one of the things we do. That's awesome. So when people say to you, we're not sure what our story, and I know you do work with some uh, tech companies and companies that say, you know, how can we be entertaining? How can you help us um, engage with our audience, our future customers, like what, how do you help them break down the barriers that storytelling won't work in their industry? Because I, I hear that a lot with, you know, social media marketing won't work because we're not a, an excitable brand. We're not, people don't want to hear from us. So how do you break through those barriers with clients? Everything has a story and every human, remember, we're teaching the art of human interaction. Every right. human has 
lots and lots of stories. And I, I could be the most technical person on the planet. I've still got some normal human stories that can share and maybe how I got to develop this product or how I got to this company. There's, there's human stories all all around us. Right. I had a very brief stint in New York City where I was working for a payroll company. In fact, I worked for, three, you probably don't know this, I worked for three different payroll companies in New <laughs> York City for a while within a, a two-year period because I was taking a break from show business. And payroll, like the, selling the, <laughs> the really easy kind of beginning platform payroll to yep. uh, companies that maybe had one or two employees is... And this is back in the day where people were not going online and just doing it. This is, they would get a phone call and call in their hours on a weekly basis. This was a dry, cheap service. There was <laughs> nothing glamorous about this. But I went into these people's offices or home offices or wherever they were working and just told them stories. Here's how I decided to work for this payroll company versus XYZ and tell them a little bit about my story. I'm an actress. I took a break because da, 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 da. I emotionally connected with them. I did right. not have to like blast out features and benefits of the payroll product. The payroll product was the payroll product. Right. right. So it's, if, if I can do it with the, the dullest payroll service, we certainly can do it on a big tech level. And, and the fun thing is like tech stuff is, is sexy and fun to talk about. Right. So we help you get there. It's interesting because um, this, you know, companies for years and years and years were so focused on the brand and the mission. And now I feel like in, just in a recent podcast episode, we were talking about humanizing brands and mm -hmm. I always love the story. I don't know if you've heard me tell the story about the pen and it's not like sell me this pen, but if, if Carrie and I were standing on the stage and she and I both had a pen to sell you and the pen worked exactly the same, her pen and mine, and the, um, the price of the pen was exactly the same, at the end of the day, you would pick the pen. You would purchase the pen from the person you connected with more or the story that Carrie had versus my story because it's about who you trust and who you like. And the only way to do that is not through selling the pen, it's through letting your audience connect with you. And that's really what this big scale storytelling and these, these opportunities to connect with your audience through these stories is a powerful way to market your business. Would you agree? I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure you would probably tell a better story about a pen. So I never want to be on a stage with you. <laughs> But yeah, if you can share the stage with me anytime. <laughs> but I, I love that. I love that that then this goes back to audience, right? And there there's an audience for Carrie and there's an audience for Deb and there's an audience for you. And so when you know who your audience is, you can tell your audience the story that they need to hear from yep. your heart, right? So it's all it's about knowing your audience too. Ab absolutely. And that's a huge thing. One of the things that we teach. And that's why we, when you start to build up stories, you're, you need to build up a few stories. You need to have a couple right. in your back pocket because yeah. not all stories are for every single audience. Right. And right. The more prepared you are and the better, more well rehearsed the story is, if you can, if you start to see on their face or if it's a virtual meeting or 
me, whatever, you know, right. You're yeah. telling the story perhaps virtually if you're not getting the clues that it's resonating, right. If people are shutting down facially or verbally and you're not getting anything back, switch gears, whip out right. a different story. Right. So it's not just yeah. about, Oh, this is my story here. It is. You have to be able to tell it in different ways and tell right. different stories, stay nimble. Right. So it's interesting because you're heading down a path where I was kind of hoping we would go into on the podcast episode, but you know, storytelling is the new, I always say like relationship marketing is being able to tell your story to your audience. So I want to talk a little bit about marketing if that's okay. Sure. Um, I like to play a little game with some of my guests. And the question I always say is I say marketing and you say, Ugh. <laughs> Oh, so I wish, I wish this was a video instead of just audio so that everybody could see your face. Cause you know, it's a good face, right? <laughs> yeah. We, would have, we might have to get a screen capture of that and add that. <laughs> to the that would be great. Oh, Carrie. So when, so what does that mean? How, how does, I mean, I guess I know it, you're frustrated. Tell me why. Well, right now I'm feeling good because we just rebranded and launched our new website just yes. a couple of days ago, ovationcom, C-O-M-M.com. Exciting. And it, we, I felt we finally found a partner that heard our voice and got it right. Mm -hmm. We've been, we were now in our, we're ending, finishing up our eighth year of business. And mm -hmm. so we've been down the road with a couple of marketing partners and they were not a good fit. And mm -hmm. I felt that, and we talked to a lot of people, right? How can you help us? And I felt that every, a lot of people were coming to us with kind of the same checklist. Oh, you have to do this. You have to be on Twitter. You have to go to this show. You got to do this. Mm -hmm. And not listening or hearing our, not just our story, but our voice and our personality, which are also mm -hmm. things that need to come out in any communication, be it, be it marketing or verbal or written. Yep. And and sometimes so, it's hard. It's really hard to have it translated well. And I can tell you, if you haven't checked out her website, check it out because this person, this company, this web person, absolutely, this media agency nailed it with like, you yeah. know exactly what they bring to the table when you land on that website. And that's what your website should do. That's what your marketing voice should have because you will not always be there to market your business. So you need these things, your website, your Instagram post, your blog post, your Pinterest page, whatever it is to represent your mm -hmm. voice and personality. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, we're every company, whether you're a, you know, a, dare I call me medium sized company yet, but you know, a small, medium company, uh, or an individual, it, everybody has their nuance and their personality. And right. so you really have to ensure that your stuff reflects that. And, and that has to do with word choice. It's another huge thing, you know, we talk about in our training right? and making sure that our stuff is getting across to not only the audience we want, but out into the world because brand recognition is really a big deal and really important because it's really nice when maybe I meet somebody who's not in our space at all, right? Not even, I think, a potential buyer. And they'll say, oh, I've heard of you. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's, 
that's pretty exciting. One of the best compliments I got was I was on an airplane flying home from somewhere. It was late at night and this woman got on, got on the airplane. And you know that I have like this freakish, extraordinary memory that I often don't share with people because it freaks them out. <laughs> so I saw her and I knew exactly what her name was and what company she was from and where I had trained her years ago. But she came up to me and she said, oh, it's you, Ovation Communication. And she didn't remember my name, but she did remember my company's name. And she very funny kind of yelled out something that she remembered from the training. And mm -hmm. to me, that was, that was a big win. Right. Even if she didn't remember my, what my name was, that's fine. <laughs> well, so, and, and, you know, I feel like it's, it's about um, the connection. You made it, there was a, a mark left from that training. Yeah. So that, that's that same mark and emotion that needs to be on your website because Carrie and her team are not always going to be on in an airport or at a, at a corporate event or speaking on stage or doing an intimate training. Like the, there's going to be a time when your audience leads that you know or don't know or don't know yet um, are going to be looking for you. And so you need to be there in a place where they're looking and your messaging, your voice needs to be there so that they connect with you before they even know that they need you. It's really powerful when a, when a media agency can capture that, um, uh, you know, without you, without, without it being a video of you speaking, because it's really, it's, it's visual. It's like you said, word choice and imagery as well. Um, you know, there's some images on your new website that I know now know that anytime I see those combinations, I'm going to think of ovation communication. Right. <laughs> in my opinion is that's gold. Like you, that's amazing that visually you can appeal to someone because of a graphic. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I, I get messages all the time from people in my sphere that, you know, for example, see a blue and green striped blanket and they say, I think you should have this. Or they see mm -hmm. a mug that has a quote that reminds them of me. And they say, we, you know, do you have this mug yet? Like, it's funny what people connect with me and that's what fills me up. So yep. I want to kind of go into an inspiration component of your business because, you know, you have a, an important role as, as, um, what'd you say yourself? Directress? Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I was jokingly referring to myself as the directress, but I uh, technically I'm the co-founder and president. <laughs> right. So, but, but as the leader of Ovation, as one of the leaders of Ovation Communication, you are required to inspire, um, inspire your team, inspire your, your trainers. And I'm curious, you know, what, what do you, where do you go for, or where do you look to for inspiration so that you're always evolving and growing and, and don't feel dry? You know, you feel like it's every day is a new day. Well, one of the things that I do because being an entrepreneur is a grind. I work a gazillion hours and sometimes are get a little bleary eyed out of, you know, if it's been long or I've been traveling a lot or I've, yeah. it's, it can get rough. And so one thing that I take time to do every day is a happy habit. It is something that we teach in our emotional intelligence classes, because as much as we can be aware of what we're doing or what other people are doing and maybe what their motivation is. Sadly, I can't control other people, and, right. but I can control how I feel. And so one of the things I concentrate on is this happy habit. And so 
past couple of years, I had a terrific happy habit of at the end of every day, every work day, I would write on my whiteboard one good thing that happened that day. And sometimes that was really hard because mm -hmm. you could have, as you just in life, whether you're in business or not, you can have a really, really bad day and it is hard to find something good. Mm -hmm. So there were some days that it was, I made 80 calls and one person talked to me. Mm -hmm. So at the, I was doing that every single workday. And at the end of every week, I was taking a picture of the whiteboard and I'd have in the corner, like week 17, whatever the week was of the year. And so I did that for two years in a row straight. And I have wow. pictures of each whiteboard from each week. And mm. it's, it's fun to look back and I can definitely say like, see, oh, that was a bad day because it was, I think literally one of them said I didn't die today. So, you know, right. it, was, <laughs> it, it was rough at some points. Right. Uh, this, so, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what are you doing now? <laughs> so this year I am doing, okay. I found this terrific app called one second a day. Uh -huh. And it is an app that prompts you every day to take a little bit of video and you select one second of the video a day that you want to put into the app. And so it, by the end of the year, you get a compilation of like a really cool movie that shows you one second of every day. So I really try to find something that is happy or fun and I'll videotape it. So before Deb started recording, we were actually talking on camera and she thought I was taking a picture, but I actually was taking a little video of us having a chat because <laughs> it was my happy moment for the day. I didn't know that. That's awesome. You know, I, I do remember you mentioning that app and I remember having a moment where I was like, oh my God, that's a great idea. And then I literally went into, but what if it's like 10 o'clock at night and I've already turned off my phone. I didn't do the video. Well, then that's where journaling comes in or self-reflection, but having just a happy habit. And I know some people develop happy habits of it's, it's a song. I mean, me getting to the gym is a happy habit too. So yeah. you, you have to find things that really fuel you. I know people who have a happy place or yeah. a yeah. mantra or whatever it is that, yeah. that you do. Yeah. That's what, that's what has to keep you inspired. And I think having really clear defined goals. Mm -hmm. One that I shared with my team just last week, we do monthly meetings for my company virtually because we're a virtual company. So everybody's all over the uh, North America is mm -hmm. I, we call them final Fridays. It's final Friday of every month. And I was going over kind of, Oh, here are things I think is going to make you really successful with ovation communication. And one of them was work hard but don't let work be a hardship. Mm. And like that. that is definitely something I personally live by. Yeah, I'm gonna absolutely work hard, but if something becomes a hardship, then let's change the way we're doing it or take it off the table. I love that, I'm writing that down. It's funny. Do you um, want me to make you a mug of it? No, I got it, okay. but maybe a t-shirt. So it's, it's funny because I was just reading something, but probably over the weekend that, that talked about like workaholics and like, I, I definitely feel like I work a lot, but I've never, I don't feel like it's a hardship. So I love that you just brought that up because this book that I was reading said like, if you're a workaholic, maybe you should evaluate why you're working so hard. And it, it goes into this whole thing and it talks about like, 
is it because you're really good at what you do and you're not so good at? And so I filled in the blank, laundry, cleaning, cooking. <laughs> and I was like, the more I work in my business, the less I quote unquote have to do those things. So, you know, it's all about balance, but yes, I've never felt like it's a hardship and thank God um, because I know there are years in my life where I worked and I did feel like it was a hardship and no one ever gave me the gift to say, let's drop that or let's reevaluate it. And yeah, like it's a gift when you get to do what you love. So let's talk a little bit about the internet. You mentioned a couple of times that your business is virtual. I mean, I know I've seen your travel calendar and I know you travel and you do a lot of trainings and you go to conferences and you're in person with people, but Mm -hmm. how has the internet impacted ovation communication? How has it allowed you to grow your empire? Tell us a little bit about how you use the internet for your business. Well, the, so the company is, I, I say it's a virtual company because everybody works when they're home, they're working from home. We don't have a physical office, if you will. The internet is our physical office. That makes Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Instead of paying rent, we use the World Wide Web, right? Yes. Yes. So the internet has definitely changed in that we can't, nothing is going to compare to face-to-face. Right. And we'll do that as, as much as humanly possible, but cost, and especially the more we train globally, our clients are mega global clients. So Uh sometimes they cannot get everybody on the sales team in one room at the same time to train them. So we'll, luckily there's wonderful tools that aren't a gazillion dollars these days that we have, we can run training sessions. They're not gonna be an all day workshop because virtually that just doesn't work, but we can run training sessions from our offices and on camera. I've done wonderfully successful pitches without having to fly to the city where my prospect is. And I can still connect pretty well. I'm always going to prefer it. Yes, I want to get on a plane and, and see you and talk to you. But that has helped in terms of getting face-to-face when you really can't physically be, fa- be face-to-face with the person. Right. And so... Let's talk about that for a second because there, you're right. There is nothing better than being next to someone or in front of them because, and you know this, you teach this body language, the way your hands are, the way you're sitting, the way you're standing, like it's very much a part of your, our, our storytelling success really. And I, I, I've seen you on camera and I've also seen you in person. And while you are dynamic sitting in that office with that awesome headset, we'll talk about I have it on right now. Yeah, yes. your earpiece, right? <laughs> there is something special about being in the room and having you, I've seen you, you walk up to people and you're looking at, looking them in the eye and you're helping them find, you know, the right words. I love the exercise that you did about, you know, identifying these words that we should no longer have in our vocabulary, which I hope maybe someday you'll come on the podcast again and we can talk about some of the confidence killing words and sure and things because I think there's a lot of people that would benefit from it. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you. And I, I do think it's a powerful place, the internet. And um, there are some business owners that say, you know, it's hard to market my business online. It was easier before, you know, when I just could go face to face, but I see it as an opportunity instead of an obstacle. Because if you do the same things you did in person and built relationships and told your stories and reached out to all the millions of people that are on the internet, 
you actually can reach more people than you can if you were to pound the pavement and, mm -hmm. you know, make those 80 calls a day. And, you know, email marketing is something that's gold and social media marketing. And there are ways to reach more people online, but you're right. Being able to pitch and, and meet someone and give them what you can bring to the table for their business without having to get on a plane is pretty spectacular. Yeah. I mean, probably go back and forth in a day or, you know, 48 hours, you'd be out of the house and gone. And it's, 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 that's not cost effective for sure. Well, online marketing is, is hard. I, I think it is very hard. Yeah. And it goes back to this website relaunch that we did rebrand that yeah. you have to find not only find your voice, I felt that we had a really good sense of who we are and who our voice was. It was finding the company that could then express that to the world online. So if you can't do it yourself, find yeah. a great resource. Yeah, on your behalf, right, right, right. there. Yes, you, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head because I get people who message me all the time and say, I know what I need to do. I listen to you, I know exactly how I need to speak and how frequently and where, would it be a good idea for me to outsource this? And my candid answer is always, you have to work with someone so that they know your voice and your message, because otherwise you will lose that when someone else does the work for you. So I, I'm a big believer of finding someone to help you market your business if you don't have the time to do it, as long as they can be your voice to the point where Deb Laflamme couldn't know, wouldn't know if it was you or your hired person. Right. right? So right. that's that's like powerful. And so it's really worth the work and the energy to be clear about who you are, what you bring to the table, who you serve, so that your hired um, virtual admin or marketing agency, whoever you bring on, can speak your language, can say your words, and would would know that you would never say X, Y, or Z, but you would definitely say this, A, B, C, right? You, that would be in Carrie's voice. Like, I won't even know if it's Carrie or if it's her marketing agency. That's the beauty of right. passing on that skill of this is how, how we speak. Yes. Yeah. Carrie speak, and Carrie speak, we call it. All right. <laughs> so what is happening? Um, what is happening with Ovation Communication now? Like what's on the horizon for the rest of the year and 2019? What's exciting? We, well, the breed launch or brand website extravaganza yep. was very exciting for us. Congratulations. We are, thank you. We're attending, on the sales side, we're attending two big targeted, I call them shows, they're networking and learning weekends. And that's when we get really nice sit down face to face with learning and development professionals, as well as sales training professionals who are two of our big, big buyers. Yep. And uh, at those conferences, I myself goes, as well as Nick Verena, who is our business development gents, gentleman <laughs> professional. <laughs> yep. And we get to mix and meet a lot of people, mix with and meet a lot of people. And I also run a workshop while I'm there too. Yeah. So that people get to taste what, what we do. Really the best way to experience what we do is to experience what we do. So at the learning and development conference, I'm running a storytelling session. At the sales one, I'm running a sales, emotional intelligence for sales, how to up your clothes with emotional intelligence. Mm. We've got Amazing. those two things coming up. I've got some personal speaking engagements happening around the country, which I love. 
and we are ringing in the new year with hopefully hitting a goal, a financial goal that we've been working towards. So hopefully I'll be able to report in soon that that is going well. And we yep. just as of today, I received our first workbook, not in English. So we're de uh, delivering, beginning to deliver our offerings in non, in not in English. <laughs> right. So, uh, which is really exciting for me. I can't tell you how cool that was to open my workbook and see it in French and not English. That's amazing. It's so, it's so exciting. And this is the growth part, right? Like maybe a couple of years ago, you weren't meant to have this beautifully new launch website and you weren't as clear maybe as you are today. And I feel like this journey that we're all on as, and I would say you're pretty close to being a mid-size organization. I mean, you're, you've got a team of powerhouse trainers and connecting with really big, amazing brands who could not move into the world in their business without what your team teaches them. And so I think it's such a gift that you guys are taking your gifts and sharing it with these corporations that need it in order for them to grow. That's really what it comes down to is your growth allows more people to even grow because you've got these trainers able to really, really bring them to the next level of storytelling. Thank you. I agree. With that said, want to share, um, you got any wisdom for our listeners, a marketing tip or something, little nugget that you want to share about storytelling maybe? Because storytelling is, that's what I, how I, that's how I teach my audience to market is by telling stories and sharing what's happening in their business. So what do you have to share a little nugget of wisdom? Karen? I think this is a combo platter nugget of wisdom. Okay, I love it. One of the exercises we had to do for the website rebrand was we had to distill our company down to five words. What are the five words that can, that will represent your brand, will represent Ovation Communication. And so my core team and I sat down and battled it back and forth. And then the words that we came up with, which included fun, energized, time-tested, so it was a better word than that, but <laughs> I think sustainable, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so these words, what we were able to very quickly distill it down to these five words. And then even further, we said, okay, let's take these five words. And, and that kind of became what we would call a key component, right? right. So if we just look at fun and sustainable, well, if something is fun and sustainable, what does that mean to you? And so we talked about each of us, what our interpretation of what those terms were. And mm -hmm. then from there, we shared a personal story of something that oh, I became aware that fun and sustainable are really strong because of this experience, or it was eliminated to me that you want, things need to be fun in order for them to be sustainable because of this ex time I didn't experience that. Right. And, and so anything, any stories that you can create that illuminate your key components, your key ideas, your key wants, are going to be the best ways to convey that information versus I'm Carrie Garbus. I'm looking for heads of HR, learning and development professionals and say it, it would be, it would be bland and go one ear out the other. I'd rather tell you 
a story about, oh, I was just in this conference in Florida and I sat down with Stephen and he told me, you know, we had this wild night and oh, right, he's the head of learning and development for XYZ and now we're a client. Right, right, right. Because now we're like, oh, you're working with them. I want to work with you too, right? It's all about knowing your audience for sure, for sure. I love it. All right. I don't know. Was that a nugget? Maybe yeah, a I love mini it. nugget. Actually, no, I think, <laughs> I think everybody, and you know what? Even if you've done it in the past, this is an exercise that I think everybody should do because the clearer we are to the core of our business and who we serve, the clearer it is for us to tell those stories. And that's really, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're the magician when it comes to storytelling. You can basically walk into, I mean, you, you've, you've mastered that as a, an artist, we'll call you the artist of storytelling. You, you can do that, but it takes skill. It takes practice. And so the more we identify why we're doing what we're doing and who we do it for, the better we become at it, especially in our marketing. So great tip. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So thank you for being here on the Market Your Biz Better podcast, Carrie. I've, you are very welcome. And I hope we get to do it again. I do think we should do that confidence killing what words exercise. I think that would be fun, even if we just did a shorter version of it. But um, yeah. have an amazing day. Good luck with all the business goals. Congratulations on the launch of the new website and branding. It's gorgeous. We will drop all the links in the show notes. Oh, Carrie, you didn't mention you're an author. I did not, did I? You no, share, share a little bit, share a little bit about some the of my wisdom and yeah. lots of stuff about storytelling in my book published by McGraw-Hill. It's called Presentation Skills for Managers. And while it is for managers, it's really for everybody, but lots of tips. You'll get a good feel of, of some of the content that we teach within our presentation skills workshops. And you get to see a picture of me in a purple wig. So it's a win-win. Right. It's always entertaining when you are anywhere near Carrie Garvis. So with that said, have an amazing day, everybody. And thanks again for listening. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Market Your Biz Better podcast. I absolutely love connecting you to the people who help me market my biz better. I know there are tons of podcasts that you can listen to, so I'm pretty excited that you've chosen to listen to mine. Now, I want you to hop on over to the show notes, use all those links that we dropped over there for you that we mentioned in this episode, and I will see you next time. Now go market your biz better.